This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Bev's Video Kingdom is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Bev's Video Kingdom really is brought to you by... What the fuck? What's up, dude? One of my renters broke the toilet again. That dude takes giant shits. I know what I'm doing tomorrow. Why don't you hire a property management company or something to take care of that stuff? Because they suck, and they take 10%. You know, our dude Hank owns and manages Heritage Realty Partners. I think he said he only charges 5%, and he visits each property at least once a month. That's right. He's always posting beers from the road. You have his number? Actually, I do. His personal number is 805-451-5734. Perfect. Now he can deal with my renter's big shits. Heritage Realty Partners. For all your property management and investment needs. Best Video Kingdom is brought to you by Wabasha Willie's Whittle White Boner Pills. <laughs> Are you an older single gentleman? And is Mr. Happy more of a Mr. Humbug these days? Was the last time he stood at attention during the Clinton administration? And now that mysterious sexy redhead that just moved in across the street is starting to look your way. What if she hops over for some midnight surprise Szechuan? Will you be ready to rise to the occasion? We have the perfect solution for you to make sure your little soldier is locked and loaded. Wabasha Wheelie's Whittle White Boner Pills are all the ammo you'll ever need. Made from all natural ingredients, including fish scales, beef jerky, and Tabasco sauce, these little beauties are guaranteed to turn a holdup into a stick-up in no time. <laughs> so pick up some Wabasha Wheelie's Whittle White Boner Pills today. She'll Willie wike it. <laughs> really I like it. how we went just full on yeah. the it. I was like, <laughs> why, th- why not? Do you think like the 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 Viagra guys go around to like old folks' homes and like oh. like pitch oh, it and like sure. give away samples and shit? No, oh, no, I don't. I think that's a waste. I think everyone at, at, at old, have old folks' home is buying it by the gross. I think it's <laughs> probably the greatest invention in a long time, and I'm not even an old man yet. I can't even imagine how Scott feels about it. <laughs> Video Kingdom. Oh shit! Oh. Are you <laughs> Santa Brad? Santa Brad. Santa Brad is in the building. Ho ho ho! He's got his hat on and everything. <laughs> he does. He's wearing a Santa hat. That's actually awesome. Well, this begins our uh, month of movies. We we are, we're going to skip a draft and we're going to do three movies in a row to celebrate the beginning of winter and Christmassy stuff. I got a feeling some of you are going to be pissed off. Like I only listen to the draft episodes. So no. fuck you guys. No, no, <laughs> fuck you. We love you, and you guys should go back and re- re-listen to your favorite draft. Oh yeah, that's good. That is a good call. Yeah, I do that every once in a while. Just to, and I'm like, holy shit, I don't remember saying that I at that, all. I remember that one time when I no, I never did that, and we're listening Dude, to episodes. I definitely at one point listened to some older episodes, and I was like, oh, what am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> it is recorded for posterity. You know. Yes. All right. It's always there. Future generations. Can I tell a little story before we start? Can we say what movie it is? Yeah, I'm going to. 
<laughs> oh, no, you can say it. You can no, say it. Go ahead, this. please. All right. I have a small story, just very quickly. So w- today we're, we are talking about uh, grumpy old men. No, Did you just say er? Grump, grump, grumpy old men, right? Yeah. Grumpy old men. So I told my wife, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm watching grumpy old men. She's like, what the fuck? Who, <laughs> who picked that? Which one of the grumpy old men picked that? Nate or Scott? Was her response? <laughs> so that was me what and she Lisa said. are gonna have words. One yeah, is grumpy yeah. and one is old. That makes sense. About this. Yes, so it got to yes. me. It got me. It got me thinking about my grumpy old friends. And last time we did a podcast, we were here, and this movie really made me think about my grumpy old friend Scott, because we were here doing a podcast, and he kept checking his phone, and kept checking his phone, and then we went for a break, and I talked to him, and he says, "Oh yeah, my uh, my girlfriend is coming into town, and I'm gonna meet her in the driveway." And I was like. <laughs> she's been here before right and he's like yeah yeah no she's definitely been here before but i always meet her in the driveway so i go out there and i'm standing out there with him and he's standing in the driveway and he's got his phone and he goes you're gonna see something really embarrassing right now and you we can cut this from the pot if you want <coughs> scott but he says you're gonna see something really embarrassing right now and i said i said what am, what am i gonna see and he says i always do a happy dance when she drives down the driveway. oh that's so awesome and she, not only did scott do a happy dance she drove down the driveway she got out she's very beautiful and very cool and very awesome and she gave him a big hug and they had a moment in the driveway and i was like this is how i felt watching uh watching uh, grumpy old men oh and, uh, and i know that's like a backhanded uh compliment yeah you were like because you're old but you found love, and I love it. And it, I, see, I, I thought you were going to be like, he's going to be like, you see him really kind of embarrassing right now, and then he was just going to like get his dick out. I was helicopter. I helicopter. I wave her in. I wag her in. <laughs> he's like, like, like an airport, like, like yeah. you know, yeah. flashlight. I, I love that. No, that was a true story, and I yeah. made a note. I said, I'm going to hijack the beginning of the podcast to tell this sweet story about Scott and his girlfriend. So there you uh, go, yeah, folks. A little insight into Scotch back. So in case you hadn't guessed, we're doing Grumpy Old Men. The, first, the grumpier old men is the, is sequel. the sequel which right. is also good um, but we're doing grumpy old men it's not really a christmas movie it's kind of it has it has thanksgiving and christmas in it right it's um, a holiday movie i think it's, it's, I think I'd say it's a holiday movie yeah. there's snow everywhere but i i think yeah. of it as like a quintessential winter movie like yeah. sometimes i, I want to think about what is a winter movie if i'm going to go you know to a cabin in the snow or something like that and uh it's like this, this is on the list and empire strikes back for me yeah They're good winter movies right brad <laughs> those are the best <laughs> uh this one what what are the like mirror like there's some hockey ones like oh, yeah. like uh um mystery alaska Mighty oh, yeah. winter yeah. one. Any, anytime there's like people that are really cold all the, the whole movie that's kind of a good winter one right um i was gonna say uh an, an old uh hockey movie not a lot of people know about rob lowe and young blood is the classic oh, shit. Hockey, hockey that, film. that is old yeah. young blood the rapper no uh, young blood the hockey player <laughs> Oh, if you're going for a lot of wow. snow, you could always watch, you know, uh, Alive. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a good one. That really gets me festive. Oh, I love that. I haven't seen that. I'm, Is that a Thanksgiving hungry, movie, though. too? I, I never watched that. Um, they definitely they have feast. a feast. Yeah. You're thinking about eating a soccer team. I like to watch that at World Cup time. Shit. Anyway, uh, so we're doing Grumpy Old Men. Um, this was kind of a, I guess I would say this is mine and Scott's pick together. Yeah, you were right um, to think that it was one of us. Yeah. Because it was both of us. Lisa, you can yeah. suck it. And then um, she was also. She just trying to take a jab at both of you, yeah, and I think it worked. Yeah. She did. And she didn't plan on me telling you both on the, on the podcast, though, I bet. <laughs> um, 
So Scott and I kind of actually just recently it came up, uh, this movie came up and he was kind of like, I love that movie. And I was like, I love that movie. And so we, we had a moment of, of, we kind of connected and like did a dance together and stuff. And, uh, we about this movie. And so we decided to make this our third for the sort of holiday uh, triple. So I, this is a movie that I watched a lot when it was fairly new. So like it comes out in 93 feel like this was a big like i'm on cable movie right like wasn't it always on like tnt or something maybe it's on a lot um i have it on blu-ray and dvd oh no shit yeah i had i had it on dvd i mean i i I didn't i didn't have cable growing up so Mm -hmm. this wasn't a movie that i and i i the whole experience of watching things on cable even on premium cable is really like an experience that was pretty much maybe happened you know 10 years ago before everything went streaming they probably would have edited a lot of the old man's funny jokes and like yeah not made it as good people would ask nate if he had cable and be like only in my pants yeah <laughs> i said that i did i'm not embarrassed about it either that thick cable though. it's that old yeah. it's that old thick cable um anyway so so i watched this one a lot you know on vhs and then on dvd probably its first 10 years it's out in 93 um, and I loved it. I liked the sequel, and so, but I hadn't probably watched it in close to twenty years. I'd bet. Oh wow! Okay. Um, I mean, maybe maybe fifteen, but it had been a really long time. Certainly mm-hmm. since I ran all the way through it, and I thought it held up better than most movies that I haven't seen in that long. Like, and not. I mean, you know, when I say held up, I just mean like the jokes still hit the yeah. same way that they hit then. There wasn't anything about it that I was like, oh, this is really, really dated. Yeah. Um, I didn't even think, I even think that the humor, right, wasn't like, sometimes the humor, and, and I'm not like somebody that's, you know, overly sensitive about this, but, you know, there are things where you kind of either by age or by, by sort of time passing, you kind of go, oh, you know, that was funny then, but I feel like less comfortable with it now. That, that really didn't happen very much, right? The humor is mm-hmm. kind of crude, but it's also just a little down the middle in that way. And so I, I, man, I, I I really liked it and I really was struck by how talented the cast is in this, right? The delivery is great. The, so I I have a lot of takes. I, a lot of things I like about the movie that I think I like maybe more now than I did then. But in general, I, I, I I was, it was every bit as good this time as the last time I watched it. I want to jump in on that because I, I'm almost positive the only time I ever saw this is probably when it came out on VHS. I, I don't, I didn't see this in the theater. I'm sure it was something that we got on VHS when mm-hmm. it first came out, probably from Bev's Video Kingdom. And that's probably the last time I saw it. I remember enjoying it. It's just not a movie I ever went back to. And I got to say, out of all the movies we have done on BVK, this is probably the movie that I enjoyed so much more than like probably the first time i saw it like i Dude. really really liked yep. this movie i was like god damn this is a hit and Did you i watch understand it with the kids? why uh i think my daughter watched my my daughter and, and, and my wife watched i bet so. brenna thought it was funny right she did she yeah. was laughing and and there was uh i mean there was definitely some old stuff that she was just like kind of like, yeah mm-hmm. but most of the part like she was paying attention she liked it at the end i was like did you like she's like yeah it was a good movie so it was a fun movie. It, like you said, it holds up. There's not a whole lot that makes it like feel like it's like, oh my gosh, it's ancient, especially because it's dealing with old people. So it's like right. you don't need to, oh, you, you yeah. don't notice like the missing of technology or things like that. So it just, it's a fun, good hearted movie that I, it's such a throwback to, but, I'm but, not going to try to say like a different time, but it, it, it is just uh, everything about it just works. But, but, but Brad, what but up? Brad, 
this is a fucking romantic comedy, like a straight down the middle romantic comedy. <laughs> and you were on here telling us I that know. you liked it. I think you <laughs> have grown a this, little bit this year. This quickly jumped into whatever my top maybe two and a half list of, of romantic comedy is. is. <laughs> Both of them? This is, this is in there. It's That's it's so now funny. in there. So yeah. Oh, I love it. That's I'm awesome. I'm surprised that you liked it. So you know what's weird? I am too. I never thought of it as romantic comedy. It is straight down the middle though. Like the yeah. whole thing. It, it, it 100%. Really? I never thought Absolutely. about it, and I think it is too. Yeah. I mean, there's even the. I mean, how's you know, that element? They have the. They, he meets her, they have the kiss, then there's the freaking, you know, there's the thing that drives them apart, then they come back together. Like, dude, it is a romantic comedy. Well, they get married at, at the end and drive away together. There's the competition between the two guys. Absolutely. Aspect and all that stuff. Now, yeah. Zach, it's also got one of your favorite elements, but this time it's the. Manic Pixie Dream Woman. So I was going to bring up... I mean, is this not OG? Manic, manic Pixie Dream Grandma, dude. Like, <laughs> she is... And I'm going to talk about it later, so I won't hit it too hard right now, but okay. she is the definition of the Manic Pixie Dream Grandma. She comes in. She doesn't even... They're uncomfortable. She doesn't even allow them to be uncomfortable because she makes everything so comfortable for them. Right. Yep. She's so talkative. She's so fun. She's she so immediately all gets the into place. whatever they're into. She's exactly. like, fuck it, I'm into it too. Like Exactly. I'm going to cook you dinner. I'm going to... you want to sit down you want to fuck you want to whatever you want to do like i'm here for you <laughs> she is the manic pixie dream grandma, grandma. absolutely Fantastic. um i also i mean i guess so i have not watched this movie in so long but i remember watching snippets of it remember thinking it was funny i remember specifically at some point any as a youngster watching the blooper reel at the yeah end. yeah and the grandpa is so funny uh, like yeah. his freaking like dick Bur jokes or just meredith Whatever, He's a killer in this what, movie. The one that makes the movie, I think, is the funniest, where he talks about like taking the one eye submarine into the or some, whatever he says. <laughs> He's got a billion lives. My God, so dude. Great. It's Tug, tugboat to tuna town. Yeah, 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 dude. It's so great. But so I remember watching that, but this was the first time I had like sat down and watched it. So I watched it today and I texted my wife. I was like, this movie's fucking great. I love this movie. Um, and I really, really, second time that I've, and I really expected not to like it. And I and I really I, dug. I it. really expected you not to like it. Honestly, really? I, they, these takes are actually blowing me away. And Brad too. Like I had no idea what you guys were going to think. I've always loved this movie. I don't remember the first time I watched it, but I remember probably owning it on VHS. I like I yeah. said, I have it on DVD. I have it on freaking Blu-ray, and <clears throat> I watch it all the time. And I almost didn't watch it because I didn't think I needed to. And I'm glad I did because I watched it today. And there were so many things I thought happened in this movie that actually happened in the sequel. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> and so I was about to say a whole bunch of shit that wasn't going to make sense. Um, so I'm glad I watched Too it Too glad you watched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, because I thought I was going to be ready for it. That would have been awesome if we were like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so the sequel's actually really good it's, too. Yeah. It's, like, I mean, it's it's... It does not fall. It's a lot more, a lot of the same in terms of like the tone and feel of it. And because the story is not driving what's great about it. And the first one is a good, the story works well, but yeah, I, it's just, yeah, it's solid. Yeah. I love, I love the, the daughter is just fucking gorgeous. I love mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the, who's, who's the guy? Kevin I want to say Kevin. Rob Reiner, but it's not. Oh, Kevin Pollack. It's, it's Scotch's boy. No, 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 no. The guy that, the guy that is the son that is like sort of into the daughter. Yeah. yeah. Kevin, Pollack. Kevin Pollack. That's Kevin Pollack. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Who's the, who's the husband? I thought that was Kevin oh, Pollack. Oh, I'm Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin. McGavin. Yeah. Dude, he's so good. <laughs> yeah. Young Shooter McGavin just rolling in, just like smarmy as fuck. Could have used more of him, I think. Dude, I bet you yeah. there's scenes on the cutting room floor yeah. of them like sparring, like him talking shit to him. Yeah. Like, can you imagine just like showing up to your lady's 
dad's house and like his first thing is like fuck you and fuck everything you stand for <laughs> dude daryl hannah daryl hannah was probably my first like real crush after oh. splash oh, i was yeah. like and you can kind of catch a lot of little boob and like side boob in that movie i was like this is my girl and i've always thought she's one of the most beautiful actresses ever she's like yeah, six she two is. she's got the long blonde hair with the bangs dude fucking yeah kill she's got me that now. very like innocent kind of face to her that has a there's something about her face that comes off as very like earnest she's very and kind of like peaceful she just seems kind of like very nice and peaceful like you, you can't see her getting angry which is also why she's awesome in kill bill she's like she's <laughs> right. a badass in kill bill so so scott you're saying it, it was better than you thought absolutely i i sat there watching it and was laughing at the jokes every single joke that it hits it hits and it, and it's just it was so fun i the chemistry between walter Matthau and yeah. jack lemon is off the charts. Those guys are longtime friends. They've worked together forever. Well, they're the the original they're the odd, odd couple. couple, right? Yeah. And so you just feel that, and they feel like old friends that talk shit to each other, yeah. and but love each other at the same time. And it's it's just fucking. It's such a cool. The cast is amazing across the board. Everybody in this is great. They said they met in like 1939 or something crazy That's like insane. that. Like, but I feel like I have friends like that I've known since I'm a little kid that like we will say like mean as fuck shit to each other, well, but it's all love. Yeah. Like, I feel like you and Tim are like that. Well, like, do you and Tim like give each other shit? feels like, like that in the podcast. And that's true too. <laughs> that's true too. But you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I feel like, Oh yeah. Me and my brother talk shit all the yeah, time. I feel like, I feel like these are like real relationships that happen in you. Like it feels almost easier as like an older, I think especially that generation of like older straight men, like being friends with dudes, like you have to just make sure that like everybody knows that you don't like them, like them because you're <laughs> sure they're going to think that because you spend so much time together, but it's not really a thing. Like, you know what I mean? I think that was like a big part of the like, you mean, you mean of that, putts. of that era? I think so too. Yeah. Like, yeah. right. Like when she asked him if he was a homosexual or a heterosexual, he's freaked and out. he just like, couldn't even like fucking respond. Yeah. Process. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a fucking pretty like A or B answer, dude. Yeah. Like, um, well, and this, I mean, this is 40 years ago, right? 40, 30 years ago. That's oh, crazy. 30. 90, 30 years ago, 30 years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, even separate from the generational thing, this is, this is a generation or two ago Absolutely. that was old at this time. Right. So like that fits right. And what you're saying. So here's a, here's a question. How old do you think they're supposed to be in this? I mean, I want to say like 70s, but I bet you they're supposed to be like 65 or something weird. I, do, I would, they, do they ever actually declare it? Like, well, no. Well, so, there, so there's one story where Burgess Meredith is talking to Jack Lemmon, and he's he's telling the story, and he's like, and then one day you turn around, you're not 81 anymore. So he's got to be in his 90s. So he's, no, he at one point says he's 94. Yeah. When he, when yeah. He sm so, he's so that would put them in the probably so they got to be their early 70s. Early 70s or yeah. late 60s. Because yeah, let, people had okay. kids at 20 then. So, so, I, so, so, so I think Lemon is actually 68 in this, and I think Mathau is... 73, 73. Yeah, I think Lemon looks a lot better than Mathau does. Mathau well, looks Matthau's like he's always been looking hard. Like I mean, I don't know him. That's just Mathau's look. I look. look. Like, yeah, All I know him as is Dennis the Menace. He, he looked 63 uh, when he was, you know, 35. Yeah, so so the, so they're, you know, around, around the ages they're supposed to be. How old do you think Anne Margaret is supposed to be in this? Now, he says I'm way older than you at one point. So that's that that got me thinking like because I know I, I looked up the real different yeah. the age gap, but it's like he at one point says I'm way. So how old do you think she's so supposed 60 to be? Like to six, his 71? Yeah, that's to his 72. Right. Yeah, that sounds about right. She's 52. Yeah. In, 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 in real, real life, life in, this? in this. Oh, wow. 
as the actress was 52 or 53 she's born in 46 okay so you're the actress but they never officially declare no no how but, she but i'm is saying the, the actress and i think she's made to look like she's supposed to be a little older than a little maybe older she is, than yeah. she actually is i don't I mean, think they're talking 20 year difference yeah i think no, it's supposed no, to be like, I, I think I think it's supposed supposed to be like a 10 year difference i'd say maybe. she's supposed to be 60 61 yeah. right young enough to to be where they're like unsure if they're okay to go after her like i think there's like a moment where they're like he even says he's like you're 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 too young for me like that's a like that's a thing that he could throw out there if it was 20 I mean, years she, it would have already been. she could be supposed to be 58 or 59 right sure, like, absolutely. Like maybe that. 12 year difference so, whatever it is so i know you'll all be surprised to hear this i'm gonna i want to challenge just a little bit the straight call that the straight up you know like characterization of this as a as a rom-com i think that a big part of this movie is about the relationship that we're just talking about right like and it's an interesting one because the, because the two main characters are not they don't start out the movie as friends, right? They're not, they're not, you know, so the kind of like ribbing they're giving each other is sort of coming from a place of being, you know, having, having animosity because of this sort of old grudge. But a lot of the movie for me is really about the relationship between the, the men in this movie. Right. And like that to me, yeah, that, that to me, that is what these movies are about. And maybe secondarily, it's about what it means, like a, a real-ish picture of what it looks like to be old, an older person that isn't the sort of stereotype of younger people interacting with older people, right? So, like, we have this idea that older people somehow are, you know, when, as young as even even sort of middle-aged people, certainly young, you know, young adults or, or children old people are gentle and they're kind and they're grandparents. Right. And like, you kind of have this, like cause that's stereotype. the show they put on for you when you go see them. Right? It's the show because there's a generational and there's a, you know, some of it is a generational thing, right? There's mm-hmm. a, you know, like of that era, people would have been thought to be more sort of like buttoned up a little bit. And partly it's just because of the, the dynamic. But I mean, that's, I, I really think that the older I get, the more I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm going to be like when I'm 70. Goddamn right. I'm going to be telling my friends that they can't get it up. You know, right. like, 100%. You know, I mean, you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. no question that I'm going to be like giving everybody, you know, giving them shit about different things and swearing and, you know, like telling Brad he never catches big fish and shit yeah, and, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, throwing, throwing, throwing fish in the back of his car and, and trying to, you know, bang the new chick in the neighborhood, you know, when well, I, when I definitely think, <laughs> I definitely think that this is one of the reasons we kind of dig it is I think we all aspire to that. Like I want to be, I mean, if, if I am a widow or whatever, like I feel like I'm going to be out there trying to, you know, sling it around a little sling bit. It. Like take I'm going to be like, take that this tugboat is, to tuna town, it's yeah, not yeah. just like go hang out time. It's, it's, Hey, who's out there and, and who's available. I think it's a pretty like cool window into like grandparents, if that makes sense. And what I mean by that is that like, as a kid, you just, they're only there when you're there and they're only those yeah, people you don't that see when you're there real like what do they do day to day like for the month that you're in school and you don't see them you well, know what and i mean this like, is exactly the realization like your kids have when they all of a sudden get to be in their early 20s into their 20s and they're like oh my parents are people right like you, you know we have that experience and our kids are having this experience now as they get older and and it's kind of like you forget right but your grandparents are people too right and they, they and and they and i've had some like friendships with a few people that were older that you know, in that age range. And I've gotten to know them well enough where I'm like, Oh yeah, 
you're just one you're just a dude like i'm a dude but you're as, 30 years older than i me. agree with that as long as you as long as you meet them in a situation where they feel comfortable like talking to you or if you can have like a one-on-one conversation like but if it's with like someone where you're like with their granddaughter all the time they're not going to have those conversations with yeah. you right like, yeah but you can't convince me though that my grandma just didn't anytime she was not around us grandkids that she wasn't just sitting at home looking in like picture books of of us like i but honestly that's kind of what i imagined as a little kid like that she's just <laughs> she's just waiting there, for you to come back waiting for the next time we come. <laughs> honestly that's the way it feels i and, met and, your grandma and, and i think that's probably true because <laughs> there was a lot of little uh little little grandchildren to to come around and yeah and yeah she was a uh, definitely a if it's the same one i'm thinking of we were we were there all the time but yeah, yeah no I, I i don't know it's just it is it is cool to see that i hope that my life is like as an old person like is still just fun i'm enjoying myself talking shit with people i like and and having a good time like that's that's what i want and it's sa- it sucks when you see old folks that are just like kind of secluded to themselves and don't right. hang out with people and well, well, why, why are we talking about this like we we yeah, Scott, what's it like? Yeah, I've, you're like the most. <laughs> can't believe it took this long. Active AARP member, I know. <laughs> that sounds vicious. It, uh, I I can't. I don't even have a retort, and and uh, I I should because I should have known that this whole fucking episode is going to be about me <laughs> and being old and, and like, yeah, whatever. Fuck off. Hey, if it makes you feel better, I'm fucking think your old life is pretty dope, dude. Like, dude, I'm doing pretty, dope I'm doing pretty damn well He's right doing now. Well. Let's be honest. Playing shows. You're on a hit podcast. You got a hot girlfriend, dude. Like you're doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, lots of, lots of fucking walnuts. It's good to be old. <laughs> dude, when I walked in today, he was cranking out the, uh, the chorus of a brand new cover that he's, he's learning. Yeah. It was badass. Oh, oh well, tell me. Can you tell I, I, you got to come see me, man. Oh, it's secret. Little, but the harmonization works perfect. <laughs> it was pretty fucking badass. I just stumbled across this song, which actually was pretty exciting. So I'm um, stoked. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on and, and see what everybody's drinking, and then we'll talk to a, a hypothetical director. Pull up a chair and grab yourself a drink. We'll hypothesize what directors think. Maybe sometimes get a guess. Makes us look good. Let's drink, laugh, and pretend we know what we're doing. Drinking with the director brought to you by Last Our boy Hank hit me up on Instagram today and was like, I just watched Midsummer for the first time last night. Still processing. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. And I was like, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Dude, I, I just went and saw Napoleon. And, oh, how was it? And it, it oh, was yeah. good, but it was weird after watching Bo is Afraid, the last Joaquin Phoenix oh, yeah. movie, where he's just like d- d- emotional it's wreck. Ball of anxiety. And now he's supposed to be like, I mean, one of the, the most powerful uh, generals and leaders of all time. It was it was definitely a weird like mix, but I don't know. I, I'm still kind of trying to figure out if I enjoyed Napoleon. Um, it's definitely historically a little bit. How was the music? Inaccurate. Um, actually not noticeable. Like, oh, I never really, really thought too much about the music. Like the score didn't hit me in any incredible battle scenes, but you know, how about, how about, Scott. uh, the fact that he doesn't have a French accent. It was weird. Yeah, that's weird. It, right? it is walking Phoenix. Yeah. It just, you know what? My favorite version of Napoleon is always going to be, uh, from Bill and Ted. From Bill and Ted. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's, that's just straight up French. Mine's, yeah. the, mine's Napoleon dynamite. that makes sense makes sense um so first of all can we can someone tell me what is this network we're a part of and who's the podcast of the month and such do you mean the network 
the that de- network. Den network. Yeah. Uh, the deluxe edition network, I believe, is what you're uh, well, you're talking that's about. That's what I'm talking about. And um, I believe we are still the podcast of the year on that network. Uh, damn, I, our time's running low. It's, it's getting it? low. I think we're getting ready <laughs> to have. When, enough, do we, when do we get elected? Or does it go all the way until like May, April, or May? Yeah. May. Oh yeah, yeah. so we still got, we got we're some halfway time. home. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, but we also have some amazing other podcasts on our network. It's growing. They keep adding a whole bunch. I don't even know what the list is up to, but it seems like every week we got a couple new ones and some great podcasts. Um, there are two podcasts of the month for the month of December. We have the Deluxe Edition with Casey and Ray. The uh, oh, so Casey Ooh, and Ray. Casey the, the, Casey OGs. the OG, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that means original gangster. Yeah. Lots so, of great interviews on that pod. Tons of great. Yeah, they've had like Ed Begley Jr. on there. Oh yeah, uh, Bo Svensson, who uh, dude, Tommy yeah, Chong. Yeah, they've had a bunch of great guests. Casey, so. great interviewer. Lots of insightful questions. It's good stuff. Yeah. So so check them out. And and Casey's the he he started this whole network. So uh, you know check check them out. And uh, we got the Stephen Crypto Show. They do movies, horror, music comics all kinds of different uh, topics. can they tell me how to sell my nfts i don't think it has anything to do with actual cryptocurrency God damn, I, think that's that's I, I do remember you telling me about your nfts and Bro. how much you spent and then like you were like oh they're already up to this and then all of a sudden i'm assuming that things yeah you don't, wanna, you don't you don't i spent that. i spent 12 to fourteen hundred dollars on nfts they were up to twenty eight thousand dollars at one point i think twenty six twenty eight thousand uh-huh my wife was like, sell, sell. You're like, no, sell. to the moon. And I was like, I was like, babe, this is going to put our kids through college. And it's worth about twelve to $1,400 right now. So it's you know, fucking, it's not bad, man. yeah, so I'm breaking even. You haven't lost money. I'm, I got in on the ground floor. It's better than under went your mattress. The, yeah. I went halfway to the moon and then fucking fell out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I mean, you haven't lost though. I mean, if, if you haven't lost, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It could go back up. You never know. It could go back up. Yeah. People could get really into some shit they were into two years ago. So, yeah. <laughs> It's very likely to happen. Like, I mean, <laughs> 20 years from now, maybe those things will be... It's like baseball cards in your closet, you know? Right. Like my garbage pill kids. So if they're Still digital, got a bunch of those. Do you have like OG, like in mint condition? Not mint condition for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're, they're all wore out. But anyway, go to the Deluxe Edition, deluxeeditionnetwork.com and check out all the great podcasts. Scotty, what are you drinking? Oh. I felt like starting with something. It's, it's finally getting cold around here. I know it's California, but it does get cold. And uh, I just re- grabbed a Japanese whiskey off the uh, top shelf, and it's a Nika Whiskey uh, Yoichi. It's a non-peated uh, bottled in 2021. And it's Scott, really Scott always good. talks about how good the Japanese whiskeys are, and every one that he's given me has been pretty freaking good. It's, it's fantastic. So that's what I'm drinking. What about you, Zachy? I got here to Scott's house, and I had brought a thing of Modelo, and he said, hey, man. Look in the left side of the fridge. There's a couple of beers in there that have been waiting for you. Because on a previous podcast, I said that Elysian Space Dust IPA was my favorite beer. And uh, Scott saved two of them for me because he loves me so much. Because I'm like a that's god. Your, I'm like a grand nephew to him. Is that your actual favorite? That's number one. So I told him today, I was like, <laughs> I don't know if it's like for sure my like solidest number one. Because the problem is at like 8.3% alcohol. It can get a little... A little intense. A six pack can get a little fucking blackouty. What was so, the one you, you told me? The scul- <laughs> Sculpin. That That's Sculpin grapefruit Bal- IPA. Brad point, knows right? the Brad yeah. knows the story Are you about a Sculpin them. guy too. Um, they make some good beers and they have some some different versions. Yeah, the Ballast Point. They that was kind of like an OG IPA that kind of got big. They sold for a billion dollars. Yeah, you were telling me this. Fucking I was trying. Crazy. I'm trying to figure out what to fill to put in the second. Uh, slot of the keg and sculpin would be good but it'll be pricey compared to the local beers i think keeping a light compared like because you still have karate, I still have karate right? yeah oh yeah i think yeah. i'll probably go, go i'll probably get, go something 
You're on a Modelo train lately, aren't Dude. you? I, the I number one him, selling beer in the United States right now. Modelo? I'm yeah. a I'm a I'm a Bud Light drinker since birth, but I don't want to make a political statement every time I buy some beer, so I buy Modelo now. Oh, I do. Yeah. I, I take Bud Lights wherever I go. If the reason you don't drink this beer is because of some weird no, hypothetical I, I think it's the dumbest thing like, ever, but I don't want to have a forty minute conversation about it where you're uh, like yeah. trying to convince me. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're not gonna convince me. I'm yeah. just gonna drink my Modelo and support uh the especials of the world. <laughs> Brad, what are you drinking? <laughs> uh, speaking of, I have some great last call karate in the garage. It is the one of the best delicious double hazy IPAs you can drink. And it's, it's so fun. Always good. available. Well, not I mean almost always available in cans and on draft at Last Call Brewing. Have, have we talked to Walter about doing our uh, just about third edition? It is the the plans are are, are in the mix. Okay. And it's been a confirmed by Walter. Right, but the plans uh, need to be negotiated. So, we'll definitely have some more news uh, to update at some point. Well, I'm drinking uh, my signature, the Diet Pepsi. But I did, I dug into the back at the cantina where we're recording. (laughs) Scotch has just an absolute litany of incredible whiskeys, and I can't mix any of them. And so I had to literally dig and dig and dig, and I finally found a bottle of lowly makers which is a great whiskey <laughs> you're like i can and mix i was like this. i'm comfortable <laughs> pouring this in a diet pepsi i uh, have i have a i have a bunch that you can mix and just ask and third shelf i don't give a shit i mean i i killed your blantons in the diet last diet pepsi so oh. no I'm just wow scott's scott's <laughs> cantina here is like every man's wonderland with yeah. every musical instrument big yeah. huge theater screen and the massive thing of every liquor that you could ever want and i was taking pictures of it the first time i came here and i was sending them to my wife she goes how hard is your dick right now <laughs> <laughs> literally holding up the end of scott's bar here. <laughs> all right so we're drinking with the director here and i'm sorry to tell you that i tried to get the director on but uh he seems to be either on uh cameo cameo or dead <laughs> i think dead um the director is ronald petrie he sadly passed away. Uh, Donald. He passed away 25 Didn't years ago. Didn't I say Donald? You said Ronald, I think. Oh, Ronald McDonald. Donald Petrie. Um, <laughs> hey, is he alive? No, this is yes, going to be great when we have the alive. one Donald oh, Petrie fan that hits us up on he's alive? Facebook. <laughs> he's alive? He's alive. He's got upcoming projects, homie. Oh, well, shit. I, I, he did this movie when he was 14. I was sure that he was uh, he was dead, but okay. Anyway, um, so, so we're asking... <laughs> We're asking Donald uh, some questions about uh, about grumpy old men. What do you want to know? I've got the best question. I mean, the the one question that came out of this movie for me, and I will take it to the table, and we can all discuss, and we can decide what the director thinks. Okay, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Better orgasm? Question mark. This is my note. Better orgasm? <laughs> question mark. A fifteen year old boy who's never had sex. Or a grown man who's had a bunch of sex but hasn't had sex in 15 years. Both of them are going to have sex with a woman and have an orgasm. Which orgasm is better? The guy that has never done it and he's about to have one or the guy that has done it, know what it's like, and hasn't done it in 15 years? 100% the guy who has not done it in 15 years. And here's why. Because the the kid, there's so much extra emotion and nerves going on on your first nut. Like, it's just like, oh, I mean, just it's chaotic. This guy's like, he knows what he's looking for. He knows what's coming. And he's just going to be like, hey, I've been looking forward to this moment for a while. Let's go. 
Yeah. 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 Who knows what's coming? So, you agree? So, to the moon. Scotty's got a pen. I think so. It, for some reason, the, the story popped up in my brain, and it popped my, up. My, my brother's li- probably listening, and I might get this wrong, but I, my dad used to tell me this story about one of the uncles. So my dad had all those, these great uncles that worked on the ranch and, and kind of like my education growing up on the ranch. We got, I, that's where I learned all my cuss words. Apparently I was yeah. the kid that taught all the cuss words, all the rest of the kids in elementary school. And I didn't even know this till I got older, but <laughs> so there was always one of the uncles, I can't remember which one it was, but he, he was talking to one of the younger kids that was working out there and somehow they were talking about coming for the first time. This is a younger <laughs> kid. This is back a long time ago, probably back in the seventies. And he described, described it to the kid. It's going to feel like a covey of quails coming out of your end of your penis. <laughs> a covey? A covey of quails. <laughs> and so I know it's his story. So apparently he's just trying to explain this to this boy. Like, what's it going to feel like? And that's, that's how apparently it feels like. A covey a of quails. A covey of quails, which I thought was a pretty good uh, explanation. I don't know enough about birds. I don't think that's a bad one. Um, but yeah, I think I think consensus, the guy that knows what it feels like and hasn't felt that for 15 years. And well, I mean, how often do you, do you think he's still jacking it every now and then? Doesn't matter. Gotta be. Yeah. I mean, he has to be. Right? Yeah, you got it. Either that or he's still having like old man wet dreams. Probably. Yeah. But oh I, shit, is old man wet dreams a thing? Oh yeah. Jesus Christ. Don't fucking so. look at me again. <laughs> sons of bitches. <laughs> there were little question marks went above all of our heads right then if you couldn't see it. And then we looked at Scott. Like, I honestly thought there was going to be a lot more discussion about that. But I think across the board, we were like yeah. the guy that hasn't had sex in 15 years. Yeah. He said he hasn't had sex in 1978. And just to me, my mind just exploded in that because yeah. I wasn't born yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I got to think that like he's also – it's it, he's experienced enough to know that like you know this yeah. chick yeah he's with this really hot chick that oh yeah yeah like, I mean, this is the best case scenario doing. for this yeah team. oh like, yeah absolutely i mean this is somebody who is obviously done a lot of things and she's very flirtatious and right. and a little wild and i i mean he's probably like holy shit so uh, you said something i want so she's a great flirter yeah, right? that's one that's something that she's like she's peak flirt well, and yeah. Mar- and Margaret is legendary. Like she's kind of played that kind of role in a lot of movies yeah. over the years, and so she's kind of known as as this kind of sexy, flirtatious yeah. person throughout yeah. the years. So she was perfect for this role. Yeah, and, and she's you know, I mean, she has some roles back. I mean, if you look at some older pictures of her when she was in you know her younger years, Smoke Show. Even then, yeah, she was Smoke, and she had a lot of very edgy roles. She's in Carnal Knowledge. Carnal Knowledge. I remember seeing. That. I told that story before on the yeah. pod. Yeah. Well, one yeah. thing I would ask the director is just to ask her, what the fuck's up with Anne Dash Margaret? Is that, I mean, is it a Swedish thing or like what's the situation here that that's her name? Probably a stage thing. Yeah. I, I looked on her trivia though and it didn't really say anything. It just said Anne Margaret. So she must have a last name. That's no, it's just one of those two first names people. Oh, she's like Pele? She's like Anne Margaret yeah, Schwartz. Pele. But that's she, was in, uh, she was in <laughs> Lonesome <laughs> Dove. It's probably some Swedish name that's like impossible right. to, to say anyway. It's like a bunch of just gibberish letters yeah. together. Um, if, if I, one question I would have is like, as a director uh, with this cast, how nerve wracking would it be with as many older actors, Burgess Meredith especially, like how nerve wracking is it when you're filming this thing is like, dude, I hope these people make it through this film. Because apparently at one point, Walter Matthau 
got pneumonia when they were having like their fight oh scene, God. whatever. It, I guess it was like below zero when they did that fight scene, and he got pneumonia and was out for like two months. Oh wow! And how on edge are you this whole time going? Just let let's get through this fucking film before <laughs> anybody <laughs> dies on us. Right. And and what's crazy is in Grumpy Year Old Men, Burgess Meredith actually had Alzheimer's. And they actually had to coach him through. That's the dad. That's the dad. Yeah, yeah. He's and great. and so the next film, he's even older, because it was a couple of years after this. Yeah. And so they actually they had to basically just drag him through the next movie. So, but yeah, that would be just so stressful, just yeah. knowing like these d- dudes are older and. Yeah, well, especially Burgess Meredith. I mean, you well, know, yeah. I mean, I mean, Matha, yeah, in his early seventies, and Meredith, Burgess Meredith, I think, is in his. But he makes it to grumpier old men as well. And that's like one of his last credits is Grumpier Old Men. What a killer. Burgess Meredith. Burgess Meredith. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. a yeah. fucking killer throughout the whole movie. Every yeah, killer scene rock. That he has. <laughs> He's so yeah. Every scene that he has. Did you mount her? Awesome. Did you mount her, son? Yes. <laughs> Dude, and that's uh, that's another, I love that. He's like straight to the point, right? Like, what, what are we even talking about here? There's a hot chick down the street. Did you mount her? Yeah. Well, it's like so, he has the, the wisdom of being hella old in, yeah. that, in that he can be like, no, guys, it's all about... <laughs> Get yeah. laid until you can no longer do it because I was angry at him though because he's like he's like I didn't get what he was saying because he was like does she have thick thighs he was saying that like it was a bad thing right and I was like hell yeah does she have big thighs bro like what do you think and he's like he's trying to sh- bad yeah. shame he was he was oh. like he was like oh if she doesn't have big thighs then you gotta fuck her and I'm like what if she does that sounds fucking amazing it's fucking cold really. hey, and I, and all I had to do was Wikipedia it's Anne Margaret Olson with two S's not even anything crazy but she just changed it to Anne Margaret so she was kind of like a Madonna. A little one one name person. Yeah. So I, I've got a couple questions. Um, first of all, why did the special reel that Mathau's character have, or special rod, not have a reel? Yeah, like the, there's a couple of different rod ice rods, and I and I've not been ice fishing, and I'm right. and I I fish a lot. That's one kind of fishing I've never done. It sounds kind of cool, but but I've never done it, but I, I got it. I know the handful of, I have bought a couple of ice rods for my little kids. They do have reels, but I guess the real thing I can't, I can't explain, but I was thinking, why is it so short, but they're sitting in the tiny, it has to be short because you don't have any room to move. And and they're catching. Oh, go for it. I was gonna say my biggest problem is the fact that literally he drops the line in the water sets it down it doesn't have anything on top of yeah it. what are you doing? i don't care how yeah. big a fish it is that fish is gonna pull, pull it straight that, into the water i, know. I mean it looks like it they're, they're catching those little those little like perch uh, uh, like looks like little bluegill or something like i don't know no what, they have like big weird mouths those fish that they caught remember well, the one that she threw back it's a that's a big one pike but, i think oh, yeah pike or a yeah, musky the, the but all the little ones that they're catching the first time they show like their little their, yeah, their uh their lines to each other yeah some sort of little pan fish like a yeah like a Crappie. But I mean, so, I mean that you wouldn't need that thing's not going to like go running off with your your line or anything. No, but, you wouldn't need. But a if reel you land a that. pike like he had, but if he didn't have a reel, it can't give any line, right? Right. right. So if anything that you catch, it doesn't matter how small it is, it's pulling that shit in the water, right? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, Scott's point, right? You can't just <laughs> yeah. lay it down on the side of the hole. What are you right. doing? Like, well, you know. So I was kind of like, I don't understand what's happening here, but I'm pretty sure this is not the way ice fishing actually works. It looked like you just to reel it in, you like wrap it around a little holder that was on the yeah, side. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. wind it in. He yeah. did that when he set it up his line. He just kind of did a little wrap and whatever. Yeah. But then he just set it down there and. I don't know. Some, somebody, so I have a lot of questions that I want. So if you if you've ever ice fished and you can answer this question for us, could you please hit us up on our Instagram mm-hmm. and uh, and explain this? Well, speaking of fishing, this this segues to a good story because in the movie, the the continuing prank is putting a fish in the back of of somebody's car or vehicle, and mm-hmm. and and it, it stinks. Yeah, I mean, trust me. 
And the reason I bring this up is Nate say, and I, how do you know, Nate and I went fishing, uh, uh, I don't know, probably a year or two ago oh, during the summer during in, in, in the Valley here, it can get up to, you know, 105, 110 degrees sometimes. 115. Um, we went fishing and, and we caught a decent sized fish and Nate was like, I, you know, I might want to keep that one. So we put it in the live well, the live well for, if you don't know, it keeps the fish alive. It's in water. Uh-huh. Um, well, when we got to dock, uh, we kind of forgot about the fish in the live well. It keeps the fish alive for a short amount until you get out of until water. Until you get out of water <laughs> and, and drains. Live well drains. And so uh, <laughs> Nate drops me off at my house. He drives back to his house. And a few days go by. And I go over to Nate's house. I know we're barbecuing or something. And all of a sudden, I don't know why it popped in my head. It's like, did you ever cook that fish? Or, or what did you do with it? And Nate's eyes get big. He's like, <laughs> I, was like, I didn't even fish. think about that fish. I'm like, and your, your, your boat's been in your, in your garage like for yeah. These last three days in the summer. And that day, we had just started going, like, what's that smell? Like, they not started. Out. <laughs> I, and I'm like, I'll go check. I go, and I, when I open that live well, I mean, just the it aroma about knocking oh, on my ass. Like, it, it took but at a least while, it, too. But at least oh, it, it kept it a, contained to the live well until you opened the top of it. No, it I should have had him back the, the boat out of the garage because, oh my God, that stink was just. <laughs> Huh. tremendous so, so and I, that fish was all slimy and just rotten and it was just ugh. i once once left live bait like like not live but like fresh bait uh i think it was like some sort of um like mackerel some little fish i you know frozen fish i was gonna cut i went like to fish at the river this is probably 10 15 years ago left it in my trunk i forgot about it oh boy in the summer and this was this was for a few days and it Bro. was that took a minute like that I, that car was never the same to be honest. <laughs> yeah. so but what we're saying is that prank is legit except except it's the middle of the winter i have the same thought it still would uh, it would have but, but not as long time. time i would be frozen i've got Especially, yeah maybe that's true I, we went to uh our friend justin's got a little brother I won't mention his name. I guess if you run the heater, maybe. We went to his house to play poker in his garage, and he had a garage, or he had a fridge out in his garage, a freezer even, a tall freezer. And this freezer was full of meat. Oh, gosh. And he lost power to that freezer for an undetermined amount of years. (laughs) Years? At this poker game, somebody said, I'm out of beer. And they said, oh, grab me one too. And they walked over to this refrigerator that had one solitary piece of duct tape across the front of it. It didn't say do not open. It didn't say anything. And he opened that fridge and it cleared the entire garage. We could not play anymore. The game, the game was over <laughs> rotting, stinking meat, the worst fucking smell oh. I have ever. And like, like half a cow that was in there all this, frozen. This, it brings up so many questions. Wait a second. <laughs> And he knew that it was in there. He just was like, I'm and he was just like, no one's going to open this. I'm not. And no, this was like six months after he knew that it was. So in the there. power went out. And at some point he realized, oh, the power went out. So this meat is no longer good. And his nope. the first thought wasn't, I need to clean this shit out. And like he throw opened it, away. it one time, like three months after the power had gone out and, like, and it nope. stank a little bit. And he closed it back up and was like, something must be messed up here. My other question that I, that I, I've asked this of a lot of movies and it's interesting to think about it in this context because there's a generational sort of like passing of the torch, but how much of this was ad-libbed, right? Because like we talk about this a lot, for example, with, um, you know, some of the SNL, um, right. Who have that kind of like ad-lib in their nature. Will Ferrell, right. Is like the, the one that we think of a lot in this way. 
And this is a comedy duo who has been doing it for a long exactly, time. Exactly. I mean, they've been right. like 10 movies together or something. So it's like they're definitely like the like a Vince Vaughn, John Favreau type where it's like yeah. they're going to have that type of relationship. or Right. And some of the names they call each other, you know, they probably just kind of just came up with whatever they felt like doing, dickhead and, and putts and all that I think stuff. I saw it the most when they're in the they're, – they're first in the shop and they're talking to uh, – What's what's his name? Chuck. Chuck. They're they're giving him shit about saying that you know he can't get it up, <laughs> and they're back and forth there. I was like, oh, this feels like they just were rolling with this. Right. Like it, it feels, and and partly because like it kind of comes to a little bit of a like weak close, like but but in some ways that felt really like it didn't feel overly scripted. As a result, it was mm-hmm. funny, but it wasn't like forced. Right. Uh, but I just you know these two are masters, and they've been at it a long time. I got to think there's a lot. Of, I mean, you know, we see it with Burgess Meredith and his, you know, t- you know, take the tugboat to tuna town, but well, one eye to the optometrist. <laughs> we got it. That's what it was. <laughs> you got to think that there's just like, you know, yards and yards and yards of, right. you know, cutting room floor, funny takes, especially with all the interaction between all the like grumpy old men, right? Like, I mean, all those scenes, I th- I'm sure there was a lot of improvisation. There had to, had be. to have been anyone else got anything they want to, they're burning to know. Well, it's funny that the the guy who the screenwriter, and it doesn't say his year, but all his pictures, he looks hella young. So I don't know how young this dude was when he wrote it, and I would like to find out maybe a little bit more. But if he wrote it, it's like was he talking to his grandpa like to get advice on like how to write for like these old guys, or was he, if he was just doing it himself? Then I was like, okay, that's kind of wild. Or if he was just like you know, give a basic story and then let these guys just ad-lib the fuck out of it. Yeah, I, I briefly saw it. I think he was just out of film school or something when he came up with this concept. And I think it was supposed to be a little darker. Like it wasn't supposed to be a, a necessarily a comedy until they kind of got all the pieces together and got all the cast. And then they, I think they decided, well, let's lighten this up. We got, you know, these two great comedians on board. And I think it was before they had like Walter Matthau or Jack Lemmon or one of the two. And uh, I think it was supposed to be a little bit more of a serious, mm. you know, movie. So I wonder that begs the question, like, did you set out to make a comedy or were you out to make a romantic comedy or were, what were you, what were they setting out to make here and what did they end up with? I think, I mean, it's just such a straightforward romantic comedy. I just can't help but think that they were like, we're going to make a romantic comedy for older generation and we're going to set it during the holidays. So you get like, it's kind of genius really. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you have this whole, like there was all these movies after this, like old dogs and bucket list and like, right. uh, even some action movies. Even yeah, of. totally dude. That are like, Hey, we're, t- we're, we're going after your, your parents' parents here. Well, even lady lately, they've had like 80 for Brady and, and like all these. Yeah. That just came yeah. out. Um, is this a new phenomenon? I'm trying to, I can't think of movies of this, but I mean, you know, but if you think back, right, like shoot, what's the, there's one where they, is it, no, it's not, I want to say the abyss. It's um visit cocoon. Oh, right? cocoon. oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. Cocoon, cocoon was, of that year. That's earlier before this. this. Yeah. Um, there's they, on, did, they did a sequel. That one. So that got two on golden pond. On is golden that pond. one that is sort of a, that was Catherine Hepburn and, and uh, Peter or uh, yeah. Peter Fonda. No, uh, the, the older Fonda. I think it, yeah, I think it's Peter. Yeah. And, and is it, uh, um, Let's see, Harold Maud, right, is like the old lady begging the young dude. I think so. I never saw that one. Um, so anyway, I'm just, I, I wonder whether or not this is actually something that's kind of a theme over time is like looking at some of the real experiences of older, of your older years, right? 
I think there's a target audience and they, they hit it. And it was like a perfect time for that where there was like still cable. There was still people were going to movie theaters, all those things. But it's I interesting think, but, because it didn't really do all that well in the box office. It did, I mean, it did 80 million, which is pretty good, but that shows What did it cost to shoot it though? 35 million. Yeah. So that's a success, right? It's a success, but not your blockbuster like. Especially given that it was like some pretty big name. I mean, Mathau and Lemon right. were older, but they're big names still then. So, so here's a question though: Wait, why were we? Why did we love it? I mean, you know, I'm I'm 14 when this comes out, and so Scott's you know like barely 20. Right. So right. our parents and step parents and and everybody loved it, and it's just like the sort of trickle down effect. They're going to put this so. on during the no. holidays. I don't no. remember my parents ever watching. In fact, really? yeah. in fact, I talked to my dad today, and I was like, "Oh, we're doing Grove Hill Minis." Like, I don't know if I ever saw that. Damn, really? Which, you know, my dad's Mr. Rom-Com. He likes, he loves comedies. Like, this is in his wheelhouse. And I told him, like, you got to see this. It would be great. I think anytime you get a trailer that has, like, some good shit talking, I think that's why it kind of, like, yeah. it's like, oh, you're going to have old uh, old people shit talking like, to like each other? Bad, bad Grandpa. Get you a little excited. Yeah. Robert De Niro oh, came out that's recently. that's really funny, too. Yeah. Zac Efron and Robert You De Niro. said you watched that on a plane and we're, like, dying. I legitimately <laughs> almost pissed myself off. <laughs> <laughs> my, I, my wife and I both, we watched it together on this plane and, like, it was just I. But, we lost it. But it's a good point. I don't know why I watched this. I really don't, and because I know I watched. Well, it I know I early. watched it because like yeah. I watched everything then. Yeah. But like yeah, we were living. But what I don't know is like, why did this become like one of my movies? Yeah. Like this was I loved. Was this it movie. just because it's funny to watch old people cuss and maybe talk shit? Yeah, but, but did it become one of your movies? You didn't watch it for twenty years. It became well, but I mean, it became one. I mean, I watched a lot though in that ten year period, right? And and I don't know what happened. Why I would have like retired it, so to speak, but. I, I definitely, I definitely would have thought of it for its first ten years as the one that I was like one of my favorites, and I owned it as one of maybe a hundred movies I owned on VHS probably. So the other, I mean, there are some other things about this that I find particularly interesting that that moves it a little way, or at least questions this sort of romantic comedy part, which is that I love it that they still have a lot of fondness for their. Each other's kids, even in the middle of the rivalry. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and that's yeah. something about it that is like one of the sweetest parts to me. But that's exactly how it would be, right? It is exactly how yeah. it would be. You'd never, you know, and, and I think, if, especially for close friends, it's like you have a special sort of relationship with your best friend's kids. Totally. In the sense that, like, almost no matter what, right, you would always look at those kids and be, you know, even when they're that age, right, as adults, and you'd be like, you know, they call them Jakey, you know, and, any sort of, you know, that they're, they're still the kids yeah, and you're still like looking out for them. Like and no matter still, how much I want to beat Brad in every draft, I still think I still love his kids. Yeah. And you <laughs> yeah. never, you never curse them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I just, I like, that's a part of it for me that again, it's, it's like, I hate, I don't know how to say it. It's a relationships movie. Yeah. And I think the romantic one is one of them, but it's like the relationship between him and his dad. And yep. even, even Walter Matthau and, and Jack Lemon's and, and, you know, Jack Lemon's dad, right. He kind of like breaks them up. Like they're like two little kids yep. again. And right? both of their kids budding relationships. It's just, there's so many dynamics here. And for me, I think if I want to ask myself why for me, the oldest thing that sparked an interest in movies was that like it showed you relationships that I found interesting. So thinking about this whole line though, it has me now thinking like a movie like wedding crashers is wedding crashers, a romantic comedy. Cause this almost kind of takes the same I, path. 
And I would argue that romance, that Wedding Crash is about the friendship more than it's about the romance. I think it's absolutely a romantic comedy. I think both two things can be true. You can have a movie about the relationship between the male characters or the female characters, but still have the romantic comedy element where they meet girl, things go good, things go bad, reconnect with girl, end up with girl. That's the romantic comedy formula for all time. Yeah. yeah. I guess I'm just saying it's more than one type of movie at once. And yeah. I think there's a lot of movies that are just straight ahead romantic comedies, right? The the other relationships are very peripheral or they're serving the main plot. This one's not so simple. And I think that for me is part of why it, it held up so well. Is there is there any sympathy to be had for Shooter McGavin in this movie? Like No. No. We're gonna I get mean, to him. He's a prick. Okay. okay. I've got I've got some Shooter McGavin commentary. Right. <laughs> well what, what are we waiting for? Let's move on. Hey, this is Casey Shearer. And this is Ray. Do you like pop culture? We're pretty sure you do. Then come on over and check us out at deluxeedition.show. You will not be sorry. Or maybe you will be. I don't know. Is it a one-night stand? Do you hit him with the bus or take him home to mom and dad? It's like, fuck, marry or kill. It's Jack's neck body bag. All right, we're still driving the bus. <laughs> Look at <laughs> that's, that's that's my fault for not changing it back to our our OG Shag snag, but hey, who cares? You know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be specific for the movie. That was a it mean girls, mean girls bus driving. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. All right, we're snagging, shagging, and body bagging. Or shag snagging and body bagging. I always snag first. <laughs> um, Wait, what's first? We I'll shag. First. We shag first. Shag it. Shag it, Zach. What are you so shagging? If I'm shagging and Brad already brought this up and I think it's a great point about this movie, I love me a manic pixie dream grandma. I mean, she comes in <laughs> from the minute she comes in, she is making everybody's day. Everybody notices her. She's beautiful. She makes everything easy for everyone. She's super understanding. She's all of the things that these men could ever want. Even her 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 entrance when she's driving the snowmobile and then she gets off the snowmobile removes the helmet and her hair kind of flops like they have this whole thing where she's just and she's kind of turning and looking and just pretty much posing it's just like <laughs> such a great entrance you know it's like oh and they're sitting at the windows going oh my god what is happening right now and she knows exactly what she's doing yeah because she she like from the beginning she probably knows those guys are watching me the whole time <laughs> brad what are you shagging uh, my shag is just old dudes trying to get laid you know what? it's something to aspire to and it's something i hope uh um, whether I'm married and still, you know, trying to, to, to make it happen in the bedroom or, you know, if I'm a, a widower or divorcee, you know, and I'm out there just, you know, trying to get laid, I think that's going to be a life goal just to make sure that's keeping me alive is, you know, the, what, what's next, you know, just, you know, buy stock in that Viagra brother. <laughs> so, 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 the, so uh, they say, right. That like, I think one of the top places that VD, v, VD, VI, what it was it? STIs. STIs. STIs is the new way to say it. That oh, okay. STIs are uh, circulated as at retirement homes. Yes. Wait, what does STI stand for? It's sexually sexually transmitted transmitted infection. infection. Oh, infection. Yeah. Yeah, because you might not. Have disease, disease has a negative you. connotation to it. I'm sorry, but yeah. can you not say that at our table anymore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it's offensive to the disease. Oh, uh, that herp flying around uh, in those old folks' homes. Uh, so, yeah. But, yeah. but it was actually directly connected to Viagra as well, though. 
Right. What? Once the Viagra yeah, came once out. Viagra, it was yeah. like the, the, the spike was after Viagra came out. That became the gigantic spike in, in STDs. I love that. The, I love unintended consequences. The way I understand the dynamics in these. I call uh, them styes. In these uh, styes. <laughs> the way I understand the dynamics in these homes is uh, very clearly the men die first. There is a lot of available women. And there are very few virile enough old men to go around to the like 30 to one ratio of like guys who so, can get a boner. So you're saying that earlier, like if I'm like 58 and I'm like a, uh, I'm divorcee or, or widower, I should just be like, I'm going in the one. If you can still get a boner, oh, yeah. if you can still get a boner, I think it's just, well, and you're young, right? Like if you can get in there at 61, 62, the odds are, the odds are, the odds will ever be in your favor. It's, <laughs> Honey, I'm going to retire to the retirement home. You know, you can keep the house for right now, but I'm, I'm going over to the home. And it's like the Hunger Games with the Cougar Games. <laughs> and, let's, <laughs> and let's be honest, by the time a woman's 65, she knows what she likes. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like she really has figured it out, you know? So it's... And if you're they the only option... They hand you pamphlets option, right before. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're the only option, your odds go way up. But yeah, that's Boy. that's the dynamic in those, in those and, places. And it's like it's like Burgess Maris said, like I'm 63. What do I care about having syphilis? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you can legit not, not be girl. like, <laughs> you can <laughs> legit be like, I forgot that I fucked Meredith yesterday, and she's like, <laughs> like I get it. Yeah, I get that. Okay, like, you're off the hook, buddy. I'll forget about it too. Do you have to? Do you have to plan it out though? You have to have like your third floor girl, your second floor oh, girl, yeah. like like back in the dorms. Oh, I guarantee oh, yeah. you, it's exactly like that. Oh, there's some. <laughs> But I think I feel like at that age, like people are just they they they've got they've gone through so much. They're just like whatever. Like yeah. I can't get too worked up about this, right? Like yeah, I feel like people, you know, they kind of fuck they, around and have a heart attack. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> I think that's the way you would want to go out, isn't it? <laughs> uh, no, I'm saying them getting all uh, stressed out about like, oh, he, I think he's with another girl too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Can't, be, you, can't, you can't. I think that's what happens. You can't let that suffer <laughs> live rent free in your uh, old heart. <laughs> All right. Like a great. Like, what do you got for a shag there, Scott? I'm, I'm just gonna shag uh, old friends talking shit on each other and just knowing that they love each other still. And it just because it just reminds me of like us, you know, and my buddies, and like because that's what life's about. You have your friends and you talk shit, but it doesn't. You don't mean it, but there's love there. But mm-hmm. God dang, it's fun to just knock somebody down and talk shit. And, and uh, I just love the, the banter between the two and just and old men talking dirty and saying funny shit. So I, I, I sh- I'm going to shag. I want to shag the multi-generationality of the movie. So like the, the, for, the there's meaningful relationships across three generations yeah. in the movie. Um, and across different characters across, you know, so like, it's sort of like, uh, you know, vertical and horizontal in that way. And I, I think that more movies would do well to sort of like in a non trivial way, give you a glimpse into some of that sort of like generational relationship. That's not just parents and kids, which is what you mostly see. Well, and Jack lemon with his granddaughter is like awesome. Like, I mean, he's yeah. just oh, yeah. so great with her. And it, yeah. it reminded me a lot of Mike Ehrman trout in the breaking bad series. Yeah. So actually that's more, a great call. I think uh, better call Saul more that yeah. when yeah, his, her, his that. relationship mm-hmm. with his, his granddaughter in that, in that uh, uh, series was like tremendous. It just looks like a real, legit this is how grandpas act to their their little uh their grandkids and and i really dug it i'm psyched to be a grandpa I, like i yeah. really think about that i'm like i i i want to be a grandpa and i and i would never put pressure on my kids I'm but you're like legit the, the closest you're to, like closest to grandpa <laughs> it's true I mean, out of actually, all of us right. yeah you totally are yeah i mean i i i could be any day no dude <laughs> <laughs> shit 
That's probably Hopefully your uh, daughter's not listening. <laughs> no, my daughter, I don't think she's, she's going to be like, first of all, like, what do you think is happening? My, my, my oldest daughter's gay. So she's going to be like, the fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, going to the sperm clinic or what? My, my son and I visited his daughter, uh, at her college, uh, on the college visit. And, uh, she had a BBK sticker on her laptop. She does. Like, she's yeah. still represented. Nice. She I love it. it. She's great. Yeah. She, uh, she, she represents. And my son, my son rolled out of, uh, the house with a BBK, the old school BBK t- newspaper ad t-shirt. The oh, day. there you oh, go. Sweet. Um, yeah, so I'm going to shag that. Okay, so we're on to snagging. Brad, what are you snagging? Um, I'm going to snag, and it's something I've never done, and, and Nate, you mentioned you've never done. We, we've gone fishing quite a bit, and, and uh, ice fishing looks kind of cool. Like it looks you get to, terrible. No, you get to decorate your little house. You're like inside you, you put the whole on time? your music, and you're just yeah. kind of chilling. Yep. You've got your little fridge, and, and, I'm with and you. maybe you're heating removing, up a couple of grilled cheese sandwiches you're while you're You're removing the part of fishing where you're like outdoors and like doing something. You're just sitting in a you're little a house. You're fucking frozen lake. Of course you got to Yeah, but be you're like, like a block from your house in another little house that's shittier than your you, house. Can you catch a fucking fish in your floorboards? I would never want to. Like, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with you on that. Were, were you like sitting there just kind of thinking, "Wow, man, I would have this in my little shanty." I would oh yeah, this. totally. For sure. I'm, yeah. I'm, I've got some cool little things going on in there. It, it's like a tiny, cold man cave. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, I think that's the. Yep. That's the feel of it. And he was watching the uh, Minnesota North Stars on that shitty little TV right. had with the antennas. Like, <laughs> yeah, that no, was classic. Cool. All right. I dug it. Scotty, what do you got? Um, I'm, you know, I'm going to snag outtakes at the end of movies. Mm. Man, they don't do it as often as they should. <sighs> it is just, I mean, the outtakes in these are just so great. And yeah, if, if you watch this and didn't stick around with the outtakes, then you missed almost probably the best part of the movie. There are just so many great lines. So fun. Especially when you can tell one of those guys dropped the line and then they bust each other's balls in real life because they yeah. fucked up the line. Yeah. That shit is so great. And then of course all the Burgess Meredith, you know, just those line after line is, after line. Is anybody snagging Burgess Meredith? No, I, I, I had, him as, we should. I had okay, him as my backup. Then there we go. Yeah. It was my backup too. So we got to get Burgess Meredith in this and in, in your whole little snag, but God, as just an older man, he's just he. Those lines are so heartfelt, and it's like he's got that goofy, like is he all there or not? But like he just presents it so well, and he and he does a hell of a job when he's giving it that that whole pep talk about you know the whole does she have big thighs that whole scene yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. At one point, he's like, "Oh, what do you know? You're just a damn kid. <laughs> he's <laughs> so like seventy years old, but to him, he's still a kid. You know, look around, and all of a sudden, you're not eighty one anymore. <laughs> what does he say? If I was your age, I'd be fucking." <laughs> <laughs> Mountain everything. No. So great. He's awesome. Doesn't he even want to take a hit at it at one point? He's like, like it doesn't he say like oh send her to me. Yeah. So snagging, I'm gonna snag and it's just it's, thoughts the thought of not having sex for fifteen years and then having that having that sex and having that orgasm with a girl that you think is super hot and all of the things. It just I just that feeling, and it always makes you think of Mallrats when he talks about Superman blowing her back out like a shotgun <laughs> straight through her back. <laughs> he blows a load like a shotgun straight through her back. Like Jack murdered her that evening. Like probably before it, yeah. it was probably some American Pie. Like before he even got in there, yeah. he was probably like, "I'm good for round like, two. Yeah, I got enough yeah. Viagra in me right now." Yeah. Like, let's I don't go. know. He probably pulled some shit, or like he's he's working muscles that he hasn't worked in a while. Like I, I feel like the, oh, the risk for injury. Oh, oh, oh she that. was on top for sure, right? He injured his. She had. Board. She yeah. was driving this cab. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she, she was yeah. on it. That first she time. was driving this cab. <laughs> 
I'm just saying. Um, I shattered my hip fucking this girl last night. <laughs> I mean, do you see him though in the next morning? Oh, just he's so. I think psyched. he did like one of those toe, like those heel tap jumps. Yeah, like dude, his move, his moves were amazing, amazing. It's and, so and, and, great. and you know what? I believed every minute of him. Absolutely. I'm like that's absolutely what, what it would be like. He <laughs> would be just. I don't. I feel like he'd be sore. I feel like I got ran over by a fucking pussy truck. I'm. I'm. I got a snag. I got to snag uh, Lemon and Matha. Uh, yeah. I mean, have to. They're they are the movie, you know. And, and there's a lot of great act. There's a lot of great actors in the movie. There's a lot of great writing. But at the end of the day, the two of them together and their ability to play off of each other and deliver lines the right way and react to each other, it makes this movie. It takes this movie from being a really good movie to truly a great a great movie. And. Yeah. You know, it's like when you said it earlier, Scott, you're sort of like talking about them having been in a lot of stuff together. It kind of reminded me of the Beatles. Like Mm -hmm. it's a little extreme, but like, you know, you hear about the Beatles, right? Like it's performative because they're reacting to each other and they played for so long, you know, eight hours a day in Hamburg for these, all these years. And so it's this idea that they, you know, became so in tune with the way each other were going to respond. And you almost feel that where you're just like, I already know. I already know the way that he's going to deliver this. Because they were on the what TV show together for years and years, right? Isn't that like the backstory? They're not on the TV show. It's the movie, The Odd Couple. Oh, But then they're in several other movies. So they've been doing the the buddy comedy thing for a a long time. They're like like our stepbrother guys. Uh, yeah, like Will Ferrell and and, and John C. Riley. They probably yes, get together the, and they're like, we're gonna fucking play yeah, off of each other. It'd be like if those guys made yeah, a movie yeah. in fifteen years, dude. That's uh, I, I I'm with you, dude. I mean, I feel like there's there's a lot to be said for knowing your partner, right, in that yeah. type of setting. And each of them on their own in their own right is great. I mean, they have a lot of things. I mean, Jack Lemmon, especially, right, is mm-hmm. is a phenomenal actor and has a lot of serious roles that are really good. But the two of them together is just like it's home run. What's what's so, really, oh, sorry, just really cool. Um, something that. I heard about was when they were getting ready to shoot this thing, each one of them, their handlers wanted to make sure that they had a suite. So, you know, Walter Matthau had his people. They wanted to get the best suite in town. Jack Lemmon, the same thing. Well, apparently wherever they filmed, there was literally only one suite in the entire town that was like worthy enough of them, but it was giant, this huge giant suite. They actually booked it together. And so, the odd couple got to stay together in this giant suite, one bedroom on this side, one bedroom on this side. They had a big common room, a big piano. And apparently, but that's got to be awesome. For how like great the, would that be? So yeah, fun. dude. Like, those parties were yeah. probably fucking killer. Amazing. Like, I guess this piano, like Jack Lemon would sit there and just play piano and they'd sing songs and whatever. Do you think either yeah. of them actually hooked up with him, Margaret? Can I, we hope? I mean, I'd like Always to hope. Always hope. I hope. If I know anything about these guys, they were married to probably super hot, like 25 year olds. (laughs) (laughs) I just like, so they did, they do this, they do grumpy old men. And then they're just like, fuck it. We're doing the old cup, the odd couple two, which they do even after grumpy old men. And that's like, kind of like their last little hurrah. But it makes me think is like Vince Vaughn, John C. Riley. Are they going to like in, in 15, 20 years, are they going to like all of a sudden have their renaissance of you like right. Farrell and John C. Riley? What did I say? Vince Vaughn. I was like, you're still oh, that's not, Will Farrell and, and John C. Riley. Like, are they going to have like their little renaissance later on? Like, are they going to be making movies in 15, 20 Absolutely, years where all the young so. kids Let's, are like, Oh shit, these guys are crazy. Like yeah. I wonder what they were in. And like, like all of a sudden realizing that, Oh no, these guys had this career way, way before. Let's put a pin in that. Cause I got it coming up later. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> all right, nice. what are we body bag? Stabbing all, stabbing it all yeah. into your takes tonight. Uh, I'll, I'll go first for body bag. Um, my body bag is the guy that 
his work is so important that he's uh, staying away from fucking Daryl Hannah uh, at, for, <laughs> for long nights. My God. And uh, Shooter McGavin is like such a phenomenal douchebag. Like so just, good. And he doesn't even do much, but God, just everything about him oozes just schmarmy douchebag. And you're just like, I mean, she's a foot taller than the dude that's like trying to get trying to get with her, right? Kevin Ball. And she's totally she's totally into it. Like he's such a douche that she's like, "You're so terrible that I'm going to date a guy that's five six. <laughs> so she so she says to Kevin Pollock at one point, "You know, did you think I just accidentally left my curtains open, dude? In the history of time, did mm. any chick ever do that for real?" Like, well, two things. One, did did it, did anyone ever actually be like, yeah, he's looking. I'm going to like give him a little show. If you are someone who did this, if you are a chick that Please did this, call in. definitely need to know. Send us on the Instas <laughs> and tell us the story about like how you actually were like, I'm going to give him a peek. Because I, I, I don't think this really has, especially for like a girl that's like young, like high school, college age. I know for Nate's speaking from experience as someone that's peered into a lot of windows late at night, and uh, they never like give you a show on purpose. They never do. <laughs> you really have to like work to see the. I animals. love it. That's like the creepiest thing that Zach ever said on this pod, and it's awesome because um, you don't know if he's joking or if he's serious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's obviously I a joke, know. but um, can, can I real quick just want to say Shooter McGavin is Christopher McDonald. We haven't said his real name this whole time. <laughs> he's no, he's fucking Shooter McGavin. The guy I know. Just change his and, fucking and little name. respect. And, and, and Shooter McGavin. I mean, Happy Gilmore comes out just like two years after this. Yeah. So it's yeah. pretty much contemporary Shooter. And the second question I have is, I mean, she says like, I knew you had a crush. Like, have you, any of you guys ever had a like late, like years later, someone be like, yeah, you know, I, I, I had a crush on you and you were like, oh my God, that really happened. I would still die. I'd be like, no, you didn't. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I, uh, yeah. Um, no, no, we haven't. That just means none of us have glowed up enough to where the chick would admit that like, Hey, I knew you had a crush on me and now I'm into it because now you're successful and beautiful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We need to work on our glow up game. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What are you body bagging Scott? I'm going to buy body bag. The fact that we lost all these amazing actors and they are literally in body bags and we can't have any more movies. Literal body bags. Yeah. I mean, Damn, I thought what, it was the first dark. Is that the first literal body bag in a yeah. body bag? I mean, I want I want Maybe. Burgess Meredith, I want Jack Lemon, Walter Matthau, I want them all back to make another movie. I want And Margaret's still kicking and she uh, her her husband passed away recently, so. Uh, oh shit. Oh. Yeah, I want grumpiest old men. And but oh, they, it won't happen. Grumpiest old men would have been good. It, what's never explained to me and we should have brought this up on the director is that like She's a 65-year-old woman who's lost her husband. She's moving to buttfuck nowhere right. where there's fucking snow 24 hours a day. It all. says she's, she's teaching te- she's something at a, at a like the little, state college. Nearby. Yeah, she's got some cool like classes she's getting to teach. Oh, yeah. like she's, a, she's, got a little, she's got a little PhD in art history. Right. Yeah, she got you. Sense, this right. all makes sense now. And her, apparently her, her ex-husband was just hauling logs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, 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 slanging logs. He was like a Sasquatch. He was like, he was like Bigfoot. Yeah, I mean, like that's yeah. what we took from the the, the statue. The, the, right? look, the, look, the, the look on Matthew's face when he's looking at <laughs> he's that statue is like, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, all right, what are you body bagging, Brad? I'm gonna body bag uh, Chuck dying. Um, if he lives, he totally locks it up with Ariel. She, she's yeah. like, she's into him. No, I think she's she sent him her. home that night. I think she sent him home that night with a, uh, hey, we're gonna be good friends. Still, I kind of got that. <laughs> yeah, for really? sure. Really? Because he was like, yeah. she's great. She's the best. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think Chuck gets home. 
I don't know. She's. I, I feel like the long term, he's he's nope. taking her over. If she was into it one bit, she's fucking on the first night. That the girl's not fucking around. She well, he, but he, he kind of he's kind of coy about it. I think he's kind of like a a, a dog. You think you he got some? Think he we don't closed? know. Yeah, we no. don't know for sure. Oh, he's a little coy with them. You think Chuck might have closed? Chuck's That's, not going to kiss until that case is still open. Chuck's not going to kiss until you're right about that. I just think like he just kind of dies off. I think they had to get him out of the way because otherwise so, those two don't have a chance. I kind of get the feeling though. I mean, I get the feeling like screenwriter wrote himself into a corner. <laughs> I forgot about this strapping young man over here working at the bait shop. <laughs> I kind of got the feeling that like she kind of zeroed in on on uh, lemon lemon from early John from the beginning because she, she rolls in on him and like yep. it's like you know and it's a different sort takes, of interaction that she yeah. has with Matthau. Yeah, I, I feel like that's that's a done deal. You know, uh, us old teachers. I mean, we're, we're yeah. You, you, we, there's I something mean, about us. Basically, this is. You, I mean, lemon is you. Right? Like, <laughs> you know, it's just where you're. You know, just waiting for my Ariel. R.I.P. Melissa. <laughs> Jeez, wow. Are we killing each other's wives now? No, I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying that when he's old, apparently he's, he's Melissa. I did not sign uh, off on this. Just uh, so you know, don't be mad at me. I'm not hoping. I'm just saying. <laughs> play the movie out, you know. Um, okay, so uh, so if I'm body bagging it for for me, the body bag has got to be actually the relationship between the younger. So I I don't oh, buy. Really? I actually don't buy the Daryl Hannah Kevin Pollock thing. Well, obviously. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, there's history there that we don't really see. We know that they that he liked her when she was younger, and she and he did stand up for her. At one point, and got a black guy for it. So it's not that I don't That's buy true. that it could That's happen. True. It's that I don't buy the way that it, like they kind of come full force with it. Like she, you know, he he she kind of comes right at him and is like, you know, I know you had a crap. You know, like that scene was the one scene that I think felt a little forced. The only way I yeah. buy it is if we don't know it, but she lives in like an obscure village where there's only two other available men. It's not even <laughs> that I don't buy that she would get with him. It's just that like I don't buy that it would happen that way right like i don't like the way that the conversation yeah, but he's, be- them he's becoming mayor and so he's gonna have some fucking swag on you know i for believe sure. that so, but although I the broccoli think... the broccoli uh mistletoe thing was a pimp ass move dude that yeah, was use that shit <laughs> use it right in front of shooter mcgavin and shooter mcgavin's like oh you fucking around huh uh-huh. he knew exactly what was up and he was like i do this every thursday with one of my mistresses so i totally get it dude, but how great was that he's like you're next big guy yeah he had to yeah. To try to like that was a great save, save. All right. So what are we uh, streaming? I think is that what we're doing next? I think so. So you had like the the ultimate streamer, Nate. What was your what was your streamer? Or, or it was Brad? What happened? You waiting for a button? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, you guys. Crackle Pluto, HBO, Anime on Crunchyroll, Peacock, Hulu, Disney, Netflix, Doobie, Slink TV, Shoot Show and Fubo. What the fuck is Fubo? I'm sure it'll cause a sensation. It's a streaming recommendation. Zach just left the room in like a fit. It's, you guys, it's, it's, it's only, it's only episode 148. <laughs> <laughs> Ski guys, I'm going here. <laughs> Ski guys, I'm. Oh, <laughs> uh, good times. Uh, Nate, lead us off. What are you streaming here? Do you are you are I mean, you looking I, it up? You do, do I have to even say it? You're gonna take it. I mean, it's the low hanging fruit. Somebody's got to take it. I, I got to take grumpier old man. I yeah. mean, it's 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 a for me. It's two years later. It's one of the better sequels, I think, to movies that aren't. It's one of the better sequels, right? It's a yeah. low, really like under the radar one, but it's really good. 
Um, it is it is just as funny that the the new cast that comes on Sophia Loren comes in and just smoke. oh smoke show, and so good and Burgess Meredith again, even though again he said he had Alzheimer's and he obviously was getting coached through a lot of this, but he's so good in this one as well. Yeah, and it's just a sweet movie and it's so good. Yeah, so Grumpy Old Men, maybe we'll, maybe you and I can just co-sign that one. You have if you if you liked Grumpy Old Men, you have to, and you haven't seen it, you just have to. see Yeah, this one. it's on Pluto TV um, with ads. Um, I I definitely am going to co-sign on that. And the only thing I and I'm pretty proud of myself because I haven't brought it up yet, but I'm going to bring it up again during streaming. But it's an audio book, How I Slept My Way to the Middle by Kevin Pollock. I've, <laughs> this is about the fiftieth time I've mentioned it, <laughs> and there's so many great stories about the filming of this movie and oh, really? Year Old Men. Oh, he gets into it. That's where I found out about them sharing the the suite. Oh, okay. And I gotta I gotta read that. Dude, it's so great. And the because I mean he had to he was playing his son, so there's a lot of interaction between him and Walter Matthau. And there's a story about Walter Matthau who has this cassette tape of um I think it's like Errol Flynn. And it's him, I guess he never used to cuss. And one day Errol Flynn sent him this tape of this, of him calling this dirty uh, ra- horse race thing. And I'm not going to spoil it, but it's so fucking funny. It's so great. And there's just tons of great stories about this movie. So check out How I Slept My Way to the Middle by Kevin Pollock. And I'm going to say, if you are a Spotify listener for us and you have Spotify Premium, they just added audiobooks. No so shit. Oh, really? I would check and see if that's available. So if you have Spotify Premium, you might be able to listen to that audiobook. If I have Spotify Premium, I, am I going to stop getting to listen to the commercials in the middle of uh, one Spotify of Spotify Premium is the most uh, of, worth of it money you'll Our podcast? No, like when I when I listen to Spotify streaming, um, is it going to take away No commercials. commercials? Oh. If you're premium, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I pay fourteen. That's why I don't do it because I really like the commercial. I pay fourteen ninety nine a month. It's the greatest money. We have the family plan, and and all my yeah, everybody's got their own little. Even my parents have their own account. Playlists and shit. It's awesome. Yeah, Brad, what are you gonna stream? Uh, You know what? I'm gonna go a little bit out of the box. I'm gonna go out the toy box. I'm gonna go (sighs) with Toy Story. Okay. You know, it's got a little grumpy old men from the beginning. Does uh, Woody and Buzz. Woody and Buzz are, okay. are just, they're battling a little bit yeah, and they learn to become me. friends. Uh, it's just, I don't know, it popped into my head just thinking of like their interactions and like their hatred for each other, but they learn to uh, love each other. So, yeah, And I don't think I've watched it since I probably, around the time I watched this the first time. So. Well, there's four parts for you to watch. Too. I know. I only watched the first one. Go to number three. Best movie of all time. Two's great. Three is great. Four is a movie. Okay. Four, I saw in the theater. I'll stop at three. And Brad's description is very apt. It is, <laughs> it is a feature film. <laughs> How they did, I mean, just that's what pissed you off about Hollywood. When, when money gets dumped in people's laps and they're like, fuck it, we're going to do it. When Toy Story 3 was the absolute ideal ending for that series. And, and should have just stopped right there. Some dumb motherfuckers like, nope, we got to pay for the Marvel kids. There will be another. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably do a five. Um, but yeah, Disney Plus, of course. Mm-hmm. Zach? I'm going to go with the just absolute classic. It's on HBO Max right now, and that is The Karate Kid. When you have your two heroes just fighting over a girl who is also <laughs> extremely beautiful, manic pixie dream girl. We're going to go daniel son and uh, who's, who's my Johnny. dude? And Johnny. It's and that, the and that same exact to, thing. And that leads to the series, right? Doesn't Cobra Kai kind of like is they the become, continuation? They become buddies as they become old men. All and right. then they still call each other putzes and all sorts of uh, other cool <laughs> words, but they're uh, they're united. They're a united front. They're they're buddies for all time. So, 
Go watch Karate Kid. Go watch Cobra Kai. Absolute dog okay. shit. <laughs> but it's amazing and I love it so much. I laugh at it all day <laughs> long. Shit, it's dog it. shit, but you should watch it. Dude, Karate Kid is great, but Cobra Kai is such dog shit, and I have watched every season and just love every second of it, and my wife is like, this is great. Like, she's into it, too, yeah. and it's freaking just Power Rangers, but on Netflix. Popcorn, yeah. popcorn TV. It's fucking great. All right. No gem watch for Maverick, mixed up on that goose stick. Iceberg list Titanic, Leo's drawing that nude shit. Jim fucks Nadia like we all thought he should. Doughboy, get the fuck out the hood. Luke hooks up with Leia just like he's intending. It's time for a reshelf and alternate endings. So, I've got a couple of different alternate endings for this. Oh, shit. <laughs> the first one that I can think of is that, uh, so she goes over and uh, she hooks up with uh, with John, our, our guy John. And then she goes back and then he comes, she comes over after that and he does his whole like, Oh, maybe we shouldn't be together. Like that orgasm was the best thing that's happened to me in 15 years, but I'm going to try and push you away for some reason or whatever it was. Right. She's got it immediately. We're going to bring this movie into 2020. She's got to immediately go next door and fuck Walter Matthau. Right. Like that is the way that it has to go. So our movie then splits off into, she goes over and immediately fucks Walter Matthau. Now, Walter Matthau is a good, like six inches taller than dude. Got a big cock. Right. (laughs) And so she's coming back and she's talking about, you know, she, there's no way she's going to like, let him like live peacefully and not know the fact that she just fucked Walter Matthau. Okay. So we get like this whole like banter between her and him where he's like calling her names and things. And she's telling him that his dick's small. And it's like this whole like back and forth, like grumpier old, like people instead of grumpier old men between the woman and Jack Lemon's character. Right. Okay. And Matthau's just basking in all his glory. thinks he's fucking great. So then I think the way that it ends is that Matthau fucks up, but also at the same time, it's one of those classic, like sort of like, comedy troupe where there's two guys going for the same girl they both act like such douchebags that she's like i don't want to be with either of you and then the movie ends with she's fucking the dad she ends up with, <laughs> oh, I like that. right she and burge she and the bird he's, he's yes. just in his little his little man cave and, and it's just rocking. exactly exactly yeah. and he's just like got a sign that says when the fucking when the ice sh- shacks are racking don't come a knocking or whatever it is <laughs> so you know and it just like ends with like his smile and then it like zooms out of his smile and you see her just kind of riding and then like it goes away i'm thinking it's, the if the, the shanties dro- uh, if the shanties popping the, the, the panties dropping <laughs> oh there you oh, go i like it you know so my second my second thing that i think is this something that we don't always do but i think that there should be a sequel to this movie that is not that it's just grumpy old men the reboot and we already talked all about it john c Riley and um oh. will ferrell in maybe i mean they're probably in their f- solid 50s right now right so we're talking maybe you know we'll get them to 71 Okay. They'll still be around. They'll be old. And I think that we do a straight reboot with like Megan Fox as like the 61 year old chick that's like super hot that moves in next door. Whoever it is, Scarlett Johansson as like, you know, Lindsay 15 Lohan. years younger. Yeah, exactly. Whoever it is, <laughs> she moves in next door and we have the exact same movie, complete reboot. But I, but it's all ad libs with either Vince Vaughn and fucking the guy that never ages, uh, either Vince Paul Vaughn Rudd. and Paul Rudd. <laughs> Are yeah. the two guys, oh. or uh, or um, fucking the guys from Step Brothers? And I think Bruce, that's Bruce Willis is the Burgess Meredith character. Oh jeez. 
Dude, Damn, I thought we were, dude. Will, Will Farrell is 56 and uh, John C. Riley is 58. So yeah, so 15 years from now. We do yeah. that. We do that. Movie and how, there, far, and how old is, uh, how old let's, let's, let's round this out. How old is, uh, Rudd's gotta be like 55 and, uh, fucking, uh, Vince Vaughn's 53 or something along those lines. Bruce Wells 68. So no, Bruce Wells is out. This is, might as well have joke, Michael dude. J. Fox, like fucking come in and do that. <laughs> no, I mean, he's 68 15 years. He's, he's 84. He could play he could 90. Be the, he could be their dads. That's my point. Yeah. I think that he'd have to be oh, able shit. to like be. I don't think he can do much right now, dude. I saw the really sad, some really sad pictures, dude. Of Bruce? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's in, in bad really way. bad shape. He, why? Oh, he's got a he horrible dementia. dementia bro. Like, yeah. he really can't I didn't do know that, anything. Dude. Yeah, I saw some really sad shit. So They just had, like, the first, like, video of him, like, talking in, like, like yeah. two years. Shit, I didn't know that. He's like, he just bummed me out. Ah, yeah, well. Shit. That was why it was a terrible joke. That was why, why we were <laughs> looking at I'm sitting here fucking Brad, laughing like, off Jesus Mike. Christ, bro. Oh, jeez. You guys are harsh. All right. Anyone else got to reach off? I, I do. I, I want to, uh, to, to reshelf it. And so I've mentioned probably many times on this pod that my favorite TV show of all time was the shield in the first season. This is a little first, first season shield spoiler. If you've never seen the shield, you need to uh, it's skip this little years, part so. and watch the damn show. But, uh, uh, there's a, just a small little segment that happens throughout about three or four episodes of the first season where there's this, uh, uh, this woman keeps going between these two guys and they're in a bitter feud. And like every time, like it's like, oh, he slashed my tires. Oh, he spray painted my house. And it's all about this woman. So she comes in this movie and she's not, she's not trying to be like nice to him. She's just kind of like, she's with one of them for a while and just kind of stoking the fire. The other one's pissed off and just talking shit and doing pranks. And then she goes over the next one and now she's with him. And then now the other one's pissed off and it goes back and forth. But in the shield, what ends up happening is it's all played for comic relief. And this movie is obviously very funny. And the end, this episode ends with, you see the woman and one of the guys dead in the middle of the, uh, of the kitchen and the other one's getting arrested, like right oh. at the very end. And so it's like, it's all comic relief until one until of them just fucking loses until it. Until women kills Matthau or vice come, versa. Yeah. Vice versa. One of them comes in and just, you know, double murder and like and, uh, with like a shovel. Or something yeah, like with probably a, or a shovel, fucking a fishing pole. Oh, stabs them with the fishing pole. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, it just it, it it could be a very dark movie, but like kind of played funny until all of a sudden it's not. And like that was the thing about the Shield episode. It was like it's always played funny. You're laughing at this. Oh, look at this is how you slash it. And they're all all sorts of jokes kind of happen within those scenes. And then all of a sudden it's like wait, uh, this actually wasn't really funny between them. This was actually pretty serious. And at right. the end, it's like that little statement, like the little exclamation mark. This like, is not selling me on the shield. Like I've the shield. This is one I should watch. That's it. one point. little like it's, one, it's, 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 it's such a throwaway <laughs> little like segment. It just happens like a, a few times between a couple episodes and it's just it, watch it and you'll see it. Like it, it, it's it's played for laughs until it's like all of a sudden you're like, oh, fuck, this is I'm on the fucking uh, really serious. I'm on the prison movie schedule to watch that one. Same same movie, same schedule you were on to watch Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you should watch it. may happen shield. one of these days. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I think that brings us to a close. Anyone else have anything else? Any reshuffle? I, I mean, I'm looking at yeah. you. Oh, yeah. Keith needs his fucking vampires. What are we doing here? <laughs> well, isn't it obvious? It's been so many episodes and we've never not done a vampire. She's one. the we vampire. stop now. Shooter McGavin's the vampire? Oh, she's got to be the vampire. She's got to be the vampire. Sure. She just goes town to town just fucking old guy so i was thinking of that when you were talking i was like dude how cool the plot would be where like she's like the freaking she's like some sort of serial killer that like 
takes money or like marries dudes and then kills them and then takes their money like a black and then widow. they have to like team up against her you know what but I mean? what if she's just a good vampire and she's eternal that, so she goes around and just fucks old guys to make their lives happy it. for like that's a little what it while. is she no she, she doesn't she, actually she buy them on hours no. she's always up she at, she's always up at night she is right yeah she's rarely out in the day that's true dude she, it's but she's a good vampire she's yeah. like a day walker yeah so it's she finds old guys that she like she she kind of investigates she's like oh these guys have a feud i want to end their feud and you know i'm gonna probably fuck a couple of them too and instead can we end with a bikini fight with daryl hannah i'm just throwing it out there <laughs> dude <I laughs> daryl hannah versus uh versus Anne Anne margaret. Margaret. Anne margaret i'm in fight to the death with wooden stakes go ahead and <laughs> i cut you off no i was just <laughs> I, was I, I really didn't have much to add other than the fact that instead of like sucking her blood and giving eternal life her she does it with her pussy and, and it's like <laughs> she gives eternal life through fucking them. And yeah. that's, yeah. That's oh, she's got a, she's got vampire teeth on her poonie. Right. Oh, that's the twist. No, that's the twist. Now she's not a good vampire. Cause anymore. it's actually genius. All the blood's down there. Cause of all the Viagra and like fucking, she, she knows, oh, exactly she knows where to get it. It's the yeah. freshest blood. God, this is actually, I'm thinking we got a movie. Here, Grumpy guys. old vampires till dawn. Brad, cut Bingo. this out. Cut this out. We're going to make a movie. <laughs> I'm working on the script right now. All I right. want to give away our shit. <laughs> Just let AI listen to that conversation and tell it to write a movie script. <laughs> so we've talked a lot about Will Ferrell as a possible part of a future grumpy old man duo. Mm-hmm. But before we got there, we got us some elf. Next week, we're going to dive into uh, the first of two dedicated Christmas movies. And we're going to do elf. It's kind of a long time. Coming. What, what Christmas movies have we done? We've done home alone. Christmas Vacation, Home Alone. Die Hard. Die Hard. Four Christmases. Four Christmases. Gremlins. 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 I think that's it. Love Actually. Love Actually. Oh, Love Actually. Shit. So that's six. We're going to do Elf, and then we will close it out with- Are we going to tell them? Should we tell them? We told them last week, but you know. And we'll tell them again. We're going to do a Christmas story finally. Yeah. Oh, we told them already. Arguably, I mean- (laughs) This might circle out. This might close out like the classics. There's right. only one other one that I'll discuss that like we might argue is like a top five, top six contender. Muppets, uh, obviously Christmas Carol. Yeah, yeah I, know. I know. I know um, my favorite. One of these days. Folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next week we are going to get Elfie with you. Uh, come back for that. No draft. No draft. We're we're rolling with no drafts for the month of December. So mostly so because you're a weird person that skips yeah. the the drafts. You're, you're going to get another movie next week. And if you only like the drafts, then like we said, just go back and. We just, how many Christmas drafts can you do? It's pretty much our, yeah. our thought on it. So. We should have done the like best like geriatric character. Oh. And if you hate Christmas, fuck you. We, we haven't done uh, uh, most memorable gilfs yet. Oh, that's actually a good one. Yeah. Mrs. The Mrs. Robinson category. I got, we a, long, do, we I got do, a long list. Who's, who's number one right now? We just do a, a, a quick speed draft. Oh, What's your number one? Gilfs. I'm sure Angelina Jolie's a grandma by now. Hel- <laughs> I'd say Dame, Dame Helen Mirren. Oh, Helen Mirren's a good call, man. Mm-hmm. She is fire. I think the Fonda woman is. Oh, Jane Fonda? Yeah, Jane Fonda. Ooh, is she the one that she's in Wedding Crashers? She's a hot grandma. Has Dolly Parton been in anything? 
dude i saw her on the she's, hunt she's rocking it out dude you, if you if you have not listened listen to her 70 something year her old freebird cover with Leonard skinner is actually pretty fucking she was rocking a dallas cowboys cheerleader outfit she recently. was that's what i'm talking about on, on <laughs> and, Thanksgiving. And the craziest thing to me is my grandma was a huge dolly parton fan and when she was showing me her like in the 80s and stuff she looks like somehow exactly the same speaking of vampires is dolly is dolly parton a vampire she might be. I, I gotta think so yeah she's bye-bye 